0: I think we look good. We're all checked in. All right. All right. All right. We're just going to get things rolling. Um, yeah, it's been a while since we've had a podcast, so I probably should say this is the Greenville Smart Podcast, and welcome to it. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we We do our podcast here from the podcast studio in the Greenville Smart Center in Greenville, Illinois, right at the corner of 2nd and Main Street. And we'll talk about our sponsors a little bit later on. Uh, Just to let you know, my name is Elaine McNamara. I am the Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce and the Director of Operations here at the Smart Center and your podcast host. And it is called the Greenville Smart Podcast. We're not saying that we're smart. We're just trying to get that way. We're trying to get a little bit smarter about the topics that we discuss here. And that is why I have the experts like you two in here to uh, educate us on uh you know what's happening in the world and what's happening in your niche of the world and so i've got tony randall here from the bond county recovery council and i've also got naomi fulton and naomi are you from chestnut health systems i am from chestnut health systems i work on an r Corps grant okay and i am a recovery specialist fantastic fantastic and so Bond County Recovery Council is a division of Chestnut Health Systems. Is that correct, Tony?
1: Yeah, we are one of the grants that Chestnut has from the state of Illinois. Uh, We work under a ROSC grant, which stands for Recovery Oriented Systems of Care. So we spend most of our time um, bringing the community together to support those who are in recovery here in Bond County.
0: Fantastic. And there's a big need, isn't there?
1: Absolutely. I think it's bigger than most people really understand. Um, we've come so far. Uh, we used to It used to be something we wanted to sweep under the rug and pretend like it wasn't here. That's only a city problem. Mm-hmm. But we can't solve it that way. No. Um, we can't help the people who need help if we want to pretend like it's not here. So, um, you know, we're coming out in the open. We're standing up and we're saying it's here. Um, I've been there. You know, I've heard... I'm in recovery and let me help you because a lot of our recovery community is here and wants to help those who are struggling still.
0: And that's fantastic because if you if you hide it, well, that doesn't help anyone. It doesn't. You know. And if you make it think that oh, it's just this person, it's not. It touches everybody and the, I mean <laughs> and I don't know if it's a sign of the times or if it's just always been in our lives and we just didn't know about it. Everybody that was struggling. I think that that has a lot to do with it. I think
1: absolutely. Um, We do the overdose awareness event on Mm -hmm. August 31st on the courthouse lawn. Um, And last year we put up 30 flags. And those represented the 30 individuals who live here in Bond County who died in the last eight years. Um, How many people knew that 30 people died in Bond County? That's a lot considering our population. I know.
0: You wouldn't think it. Yeah, we're not. We're one of the smaller... Yeah, populated counties in the state. So 30 people.
1: And who was talking about all 30 of those people? Right. Who had families and loved ones and children and parents
0: and aunts and uncles and friends. Right. You know. They they were all talking, but, you know, there's a time in the past when you just didn't talk about it. Right. You just, you didn't, you, you didn't say what happened to them. You didn't, you didn't want to admit it. And now
1: in order to help others, We do. We have to say it. I think it's important.
0: And I'm sure just by the Bond County Recovery Council's existence um, in in bringing people together that have gone through this, that that, you know, that's helps everyone. I I mean, you got when you can talk to someone who actually knows what you've been through and what you're going through. It's important.
1: And not only that, it's um, this is a community project because, Mm. you know almost everyone in some way is touched by this even if they don't realize it yeah um you know a business owner is touched by this because almost every business owner is going to have somebody who themselves has struggled or knows someone who's struggled who's impacted by that you know it in impacts the judicial system law enforcement uh, treatment centers um and so our job with the bond county recovery council is to bring all those pieces together to work together because nobody solves it
0: by themselves that's true and that's that's a great um thing that you're all doing over there and how long has it been in existence
1: it will be three years next month Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, yesterday was my third anniversary with chestnut health systems oh actually gosh. um and our first meeting was held in march of 2021 Um, So this will be our 36th meeting coming up. Wow. Uh, We meet the second Wednesday of every month at 10 a.m. here on the third floor of the Smart Center. And we also... Um, it is a hybrid meeting, so you can join via
0: Zoom, and everyone in the entire community is welcome to join. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. So they can reach out to you directly for that if they'd like, or find you guys. I know they can find you guys on Facebook. Find us
1: on Facebook. You can reach out to me directly. Phone number is 618 304 2590, or you can email me at tcrandall, R-A-N-D-A-L-L, at chestnut.org.
0: All right. And you can always reach out to us here at the Smart Center, too. If you want want an introduction, we can connect you uh, with Tony and the crew. And so now we're going to talk about what is coming up. It's coming up on a day that only comes around every four years, February 29th. -hmm. There is a workshop that we're having on the third floor.
2: Yes, the stigma conversation. Yes, this is
0: where Naomi comes in
2: it's a community conversation and we want to have our community come out and participate this is about stigma about learning about expanding our horizons and making our community better
0: yeah definitely and so stigma comes in many many forms right i mean we talked a little bit about that before we turned on the mics um do you find a now you've hosted these workshops before? Or, yes, because yeah, I, I attended one. I know I, Naomi was not at the one that I attended, but um, I'm I'm gathering it's it's a lot of the same that we we learned about then. Um, people are surprised when they go to these workshops, and very much so. Yeah, you think one
2: thing, mm-hmm. you get some facts, and then you go, well, maybe. Yeah. I need to change my mind. I didn't think maybe about it that way. Maybe I need to think about this differently.
0: So we talked about, you know, the, the the stigma that everyone knows about, like the the people external that maybe have never gone through anything like someone recovering has gone through. We, that's more of an obvious. It is that an That happens because they don't relate. Right. What other kinds of um, stigma do you see?
2: Oh, there's stigma. The really obvious stigma is racial stigma. Okay. Um, There's stigma, like we spoke of before, among the recovery community Mm -hmm. that kind of stops them from helping each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. But when we are able to learn and overcome that stigma, we are able to work together to find a solution to our problem yeah
0: yeah because I think you know with the stigma um people don't get jobs correct and then I mean it even goes to people don't get invited to family gatherings I mean it's it's a little bit of everything isn't it yes it is and the, the thing that I think we've talked about before Tony and what you'll probably discuss um it and it, it, you, you think you know everything, if you've got some sort of, a lot of people think they know, you know, why they feel a certain way about someone who's addicted to this or that or whatever. Um, it, but that people think that it only affects certain demographics is what I'm trying, trying to say. And like you said, with race or maybe with economic standing. That um, is true. But, but
2: it touches every everybody. life. Yeah. It doesn't matter your race, Mm -mm. your sex, your economic standing at all. You can be from the most affluent of neighborhoods (gasps) and have everything that you could ever need, Mm -hmm. plus what you wish for, and still have a substance problem.
0: Right. I mean, we see it more and more every day. Um, It, you know... Like, they, you know, you could have everything that you think you need and want. Um, it doesn't mean you're happy. That is true. It doesn't mean you're looking for some kind of escape. And, That's right. Um, and then you, it doesn't mean you don't have struggles.
2: And oftentimes, oftentimes when people use substances, they're doing it to escape. hmm and life is not about escaping. It's about living it to the fullest. Yes. A
1: okay. lot of people believe that using substances is because of the way it makes you feel, that people want to get high so they feel that way. But the truth is, most of the time, people want to use substances to not feel. Yeah, to not feel anything mm-hmm. at it's all. It's not about feeling.
2: It's about not feeling.
0: I know. it's it, exactly true. Yeah, and I think... Um, you know especially younger people kind of fall into it i don't know if if you see this but younger people might fall into it because they think they need it for courage or they need it for um uh, you know like to not feel like you said or mm-hmm. they think it's going to help them k- fit in yeah help them fit in yeah there's yeah. a lot of peer pressure is another thing um but yeah i mean that can even come to adults <laughs> yes well it does.
1: and you know the speaking of young people mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is that 90% of the people who have substance use issues in adulthood have used their first substances by the time they're 14 years old. Wow. So you think about that, and if we put a stop to that 14-year-old, how much does that impact adulthood?
0: Yeah, the rest of their life.
1: And, you know, the other thing is that people believe this is a moral issue and that if you were strong enough, you would just quit or that this is an issue where um, if you really wanted to, you wouldn't do that. But there is so much more to it the way the brain is impacted even by drugs that are legal, by opioids that are legally prescribed for you, they change the way your brain works. Yeah. This is not a moral issue. It is a health issue.
0: We talked about that. That was the thing that opened my eyes a little bit at the last Stigma Workshop um, as it being a disease. Yes. Yes. It is. It's very much so a disease. Because you do. You, do, you change your, your chemistry. You yes. change your brain. Um they can do. They do
1: MRIs now um, with brains that are affected by substances and ones that are not, and you can clearly see on the MRI the differences. Yeah,
0: it is. It, it's like a cancer in a, in a lot of ways. It
1: is. Yes, and, and it, recovery is hard. It takes a long time, and. Um, we should never give up on those people's struggle. Right.
0: So how do you encourage people who are struggling with addiction to to um ask for help? How do we do that?
2: Oh, you start with making them worthy Mm-hmm. because oftentimes people with a substance use disorder do not feel worthy of happiness. They basically, they
0: feel like, why why should I even try?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it and it goes back to the stigma. They feel worthless and um put down, and like they cannot anything, yeah, when you get to them and you're able to encourage, build them up, love on people a little bit, yeah, and let them know you can quit, it's important that you do because your life depends on it, yeah. And we need you here to live. You're here for a reason, not just a season. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah.
0: I think, uh, do you find that people, I mean, you can yell at someone. <laughs> I would almost yeah. think that that would kind of put up that wall and and make it, you know, worse. But I, I guess when you when you reach out in love and support, it kind of penetrates that, yes. that whole wall. Yes, yeah. it does. And
1: it's a vicious cycle yeah. because no one with a substance use disorder wants to live that way. No. They don't wake up every morning, oh, yay, I <laughs> have to have a substance so that I can get through the day today. Yeah. That is never the case. No. Um, But what they do wake up with is the guilt and shame yeah. of the things that they've done in the past. And so they use so that they don't feel the guilt and shame, so then they're using and people in the public then criticize jump on them we Mm -hmm. are cruel to them we tell them how worthless they are guess what they wake up the next morning and all they have is guilt and shame so they use again to get rid of it so where can we stop that cycle yeah i don't use substances but i can stop that cycle
0: right by Mm -hmm. not
1: being the person who's feeding
0: into yeah you've talked about that before too um I don't know if it was you that saw someone sitting in their car at the gas station. Was that that's you? Me. Yes. Yeah, and you knew you knew what to look for, I think too. Um, and you reached out to them. Absolutely. you didn't know them.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's that's brave. people maybe that's what starts it. You have to have some bravery of your own um, yes. from the outside. You have to not
1: fear. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of Ill. the stigma, right? It it is the fear. Absolutely. The
2: fear of the unknown. Right. And the fear of what has been portrayed. Right. The things that we see on TV. Right. Oh,
0: drug addicts are. Because everybody's different. And
2: these <laughs> these things that we see on TV take the worst of it mm-hmm. and portray it as the common. Right. And the worst of it is not the common. The common is people are struggling and they want help and they don't always know where to turn for that help. But when you get a person that comes to you like Tony Mm -hmm. and says, hey, I know of a way to help you get better would you be willing to walk with me through this journey?
0: Yeah, that's really, that's brave. It is it brave. It is brave. That, I mean, like you said, I mean, because we don't know. And, and that's part of the, we talked about at the stigma workshop. Um, we don't know. And so we've already got the scenario in our mind of what's going to happen or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah.
1: So. Yeah. And when, you know, okay. For instance, the okay. gas station, uh-huh. um, I read a post that someone put on Facebook, and it was about what's this community coming to Yeah, because they had gone to a gas station, get a snack, whatever they were doing there, and um, someone was in the parking lot leaning up against the building and had a needle and um, was unconscious. And so they stepped over them, went right about their business, and then made a production of it on Facebook. Now, if I went to the gas station and there was someone having a heart attack in the parking lot, right. would I step over them and go in um, and go to social media and talk about
0: them? No.
1: no. no. I would offer to help. I would call 911. Yeah. I would ask them if they're okay. Yeah. You know, is it, are you okay and is there anything I can do to help you?
0: Yeah. It goes a
2: long way. It
1: goes it a, long, go a way. long way. It does go
0: a long way. And maybe if people stop seeing... I mean, you probably talk about this, too. We're seeing them as the addict, but you got to see them as that's somebody's brother or somebody's. They are humans. Dad or or whatever. Yeah. A part of the
2: stigma um, conversation is to help people see people with a substance use disorder as someone with a disease, not an addict. Yeah. Mm Yeah. These people are not their disease. Yeah. They are just people who are hurting and need treatment. If we are able to provide them with that treatment, then that's one more person who is going to live to provide that same help to the next person. And that's
0: a good cycle to start for sure. Yes, it is. And that's how it goes. I mean... Yeah, they got to know that there's someone there for them. And if nobody tells them, then they're not going to know. And they're not going to... I mean, and they have to be encouraged, too. They have to be a little brave. So, like you said, the support, it's got to start somewhere. It does have to start somewhere.
1: But, yeah, we have to start seeing people with substance use disorders and with mental health issues as being sick and needing our help, our love, and our support rather than seeing them as... "Quote unquote bad people." Yeah. Um. You know, from my personal experience, um, I as a mother yeah. who had a child who suffered with substance use disorder, you know, other people, um, if you have a child that's ill, a child with, yeah. pain, look, we're going to have a benefit for you. Yeah. And the community is going to bring over casseroles, and we're going to love on you, and we're going to support you. Mm-hmm. And if you have a child who's sick with a substance use disorder, we're going to stay on the other side of the room from you. We don't know what to say to you. So the stigma affects the family and loved ones also. There's yeah. so much stigma associated that we've got we got to dig out of that hole. You got to yes. be
0: able to talk about it. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the hard thing, but I think once you get started, it's not that hard. I wish somebody would have come up to me and said, "Oh,
1: Tony, I heard that Eli's struggling. I'm so I sorry. Know. Is there any way we could support your family?"
0: And I think part of that is they think a lot of people probably think I don't want to upset her by saying that, you know? But if
1: my child had cancer, would you ask me? How I they know. Would be <laughs> I
0: know. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people are kind of afraid to even bring things up. People are I, afraid. They
2: are. I believe that. Mhm. The it takes us back to being brave. Yeah. Okay, so when you feel afraid of I don't want to offend. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to make Yeah, what do you this you push forward. You got to push forward, yeah. You push forward, and you come in love, and you tell them, I am concerned, I want to help. I may not know where to start, Yeah. but, hey, if a casserole does it and that keeps you calm for one night, then yeah. here's a
0: casserole. We'll work with that, and yeah. I'll say a prayer or something. There, there are a lot of things we can do that are – a lot of things we can do that are within our comfort zone yes. Yes. Um, that maybe it's a baby step into something, something bigger.
1: Yeah. I mean, even if you're not asking, show up with the casserole and say, I know that your family's having a really hard mm-hmm. time and I just wanted to do something.
2: Yeah. Kind. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: a good point. You know?
2: it, it doesn't take away the disease. No. no. But it does show that your heart is open. Yeah
0: to the struggles of someone else. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the workshop, how do how do you present the workshop? What 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 are the, are there? How do you get it all into the conversation? How do you bring the people that are there? How do you start the conversation? We start
2: the conversation just asking the question. Okay. What is stigma? And we'll go through that. What is stigma? Um, How do you feel about it? Mm -hmm. There are um, pictures, artwork from Charmaine Wheatley, who is the artist in this um, presentation that did an interpretation of the um, participants and all of their struggles she wrote out around the portrait that she drew. Okay, And it allows us to see them as people, but also see their struggle around them. And we talk about their struggle and their stories and how they've gotten to this point and how they overcome
0: it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then do you find that that opens people up to where they're all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay. Yes. I know this. I know another person that's. Going through this, or mm-hmm. do you find that people tend to share their stories a lot? In the, yes, yeah.
2: people do oftentimes share their stories afterwards. Um, I have heard a lot of people say, Thank you for doing this, mm-hmm. you've opened my eyes, I see things differently, or they'll say, Thank you, I know of yeah this person or that person that is struggling, and
0: now I know I can help them right and, and it's not just a workshop for people that uh, yeah. that you know have an obvious person in their life um but like we mentioned earlier um impl- you know it affects everybody so it's mm-hmm. a good workshop workshop for employers to go to yes a good workshop for really anyone even yes. if they don't feel like they're directly connected with someone that's going through this but maybe they're the perfect people to go to the workshop
2: We want the community, Mm -hmm. all of the community, Mm -hmm. from law enforcement, the medical community, um, the the grocery store owner, and his cashiers. Yeah. We want the gas station attendant. We want the preacher from the church down on the corner. We want the liquor store owner to come out and learn about this. Because this is our community and this is where the people are touched. Right. You see your neighbors, your friends, and even strangers at your local grocery store. And if you know you're going to the stigma conversation and you're going to learn this, maybe mention it to them and say, if you want to come, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And we really want everyone who has the time to show up on that Thursday and be a part of this conversation. Open up the communication lines and let everyone know this is not something that we want to put a lid on.
0: Right, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean.
1: And as Naomi said, you know, everybody from the community, but even those who think that they know everything can benefit. Mm-hmm. Well, from that's it. true, too, because yeah. both of my sisters came and they've lived this. Yeah. And both of my sisters came the last time we did it here. And they both left saying, oh, my gosh, you know, we've lived it. And we learned something. Sure. You know, I learned something about myself and mm-hmm. the way I think. So I think that everybody can benefit from coming.
0: I think you're right. And I, I like how you mentioned all the different people that, you, that we see every day because yes. their eyes, you know, in different ways, they're going to see the whole community. You know, together mm-hmm. they see the whole community. And they know what to look out for. They know, and this, this can help them to see when someone really needs help. That is true. Yeah. It will be an eye-opener
2: yeah. for anyone that sits down to listen.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. And how did you get into all this, Naomi? I started
2: um, at Chestnut back in 2020. Okay. And it happened because I called my provider and I said, my family has had a tragedy and I need help. I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. And she said, okay, I'll get you into therapy. We'll get this taken care of and it went smoothly i got into therapy and then the therapist says well if you are lost and floundering you can find your way and she suggested that i look into a certified recovery support specialist training oh and so i looked it up and within the month between our sessions i had already taken two courses and I was on my way. So I started looking for a job in the field or someplace where I could volunteer. And the only place that came up was Chestnut. I'm going, there's no place else that gives We need more, yeah. But Chestnut kept coming back Mm -hmm. to me. I feel because I needed to be here. Yeah. And so I went through the course Got my certification, um, finished with it last year. And I learned to be a recovery coach and a recovery specialist. How to bring in the people with the substance use disorder into the fold of my arms and say, you are someone, you are cared for and you deserve to live the life that you want. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, I, I know you both have passion for what you do. Very and much And I think so. that's really key. Mm-hmm. It's
1: a big part of it. It's a you big know, part. Um, that's what brought me here oh, was, yeah. and it brought me specifically to do the work here in Bond County because it's where I was born, raised, and live still all of my years. And I specifically wanted something here. Yeah. Because I was seeing what was happening in other communities and the progress that they were making mm-hmm. and the things that they had going on. And I kept asking the question, why not here? Why not here? Why not here? Yeah. Every community
0: needs this. Yes. Yes. Now more than ever. Mm-hmm. I, we see it every day. You can't, you can't watch anything without seeing a community that really needs it. Um, and kudos to you too. I mean, that, cause it's, again, it's bravery and you know, not everybody takes it on, you know? So it, it would be nice to see more people take it on. And I think that these workshops are kind of key to that too. Oh yes. Yeah. Have you, have you seen anybody from how many, how many workshops have you, have you done? I've There's, done two so far. Okay. And I have,
2: uh, two more planned after this month
0: well i think if you haven't already you're probably gonna you know eventually start seeing people come out of these workshops and they're going to want to join you in what you're doing
2: we would love to have you join us in this fight against stigma yeah because
0: the the fight against stigma leads to the the fight for recovery yes and that's what we really really want um because if people are afraid to ask for help they're not going to get any better that is and true. That's the sad truth. It is. Yeah. And we really need these programs and these uh you know, these programs, these workshops everywhere. So mm-hmm. hopefully and if anyone is thinking about
2: um wanting to share this program, this uh community conversation yeah. in your area, feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to help. Yeah. My email address is ngfulton, F-U-L-T-O-N, at
0: chestnut.org. Very nice. And we'll put that in the in the text, too, when we put this up. Great. Uh, I appreciate so much the, the two of you sitting down with me. Um, and just to let everyone know that workshop, like we said, it's February 29th. That's Thursday of next week. Or Well, it'll be this week by the time I put the podcast out. So February twenty um, ninth, it's at eleven a.m. and it's on the third floor here at the Smart Center. It's a two-hour workshop. So plan to spend a little time um, learning not just about the program and what's out there, but learning a little bit more about yourself mm-hmm. and learning how you can help uh, the people that you love, the people and the people that you don't, you've not even met yet. So it's, uh, so we can spread the love, we can spread the encouragement, and we can start helping people more instead of um, putting people down i appreciate it thank you thank you thank you for having us elaine anytime anytime and thank you for tuning in to the greenville smart podcast i want to thank our sponsors our our corporate sponsors intertech global bradford national bank and kaufman brands and uh, supporters of the smart center alfred longton lois cook and mary gail nevinger thank you so much and thanks again ladies and we will talk to you soon